2: WTIC News Talk 1080, Womorati Show. Womorati here. Matt Saroyce, master control panel controller, doing a great job. And and you, we had a great first hour. That was a, a raucous first hour talking about basketball. And we don't normally, we're not a sports show, but it was the principle of should a team be allowed to to carry on like that and just destroy another team? Are there any consequences or fallout? And I think you know how I feel, but I I understand the other side. I understand the other side. You want to. I want to show some mercy too? I get that. Uh, joining us now, former managing editor, Journal Inquirer, longtime friend of the show. I haven't talked, I haven't spoken, we haven't spoken in months. So I'm so glad to welcome Chris Powell to the program. Hey, Chris.
3: Seems like old times. Well, thank you.
2: Isn't it nice, huh? Yes, it is. Thank you. I know it's a short uh, a short call for the hit, but thank you so much because I I I I don't want to spoil or take your thunder away for what you're doing tomorrow. But I I just was so fascinated when I read this article, and it it made me think of things differently. Um, I, I was just talking about this yesterday with uh, with uh, Representative Vince Candelora. You know, the governor has had, in my opinion, startling startlingly high approval rating uh, through his term. And largely because of how he's handled COVID, and I don't think he's done a good job with can- handling COVID, nor did Ms. in But apparently, a lot of people think he does because he's had high numbers there. Um, you you seem to be possibly of the opinion that the the uh, the sands running through the hourglass on this one for uh, for Governor Lamont. What do you think?
3: Yeah. Well, we're obviously regressing with the epidemic now. We're not making progress for a long time. It seemed we were making progress, but. Uh, uh hospitalizations were uh declining or at least under control that uh deaths while you know steady were were not uh exploding. But uh you know, the last few weeks uh hospitalizations are rising dramatically, cases are rising dramatically, uh the uh the deaths I think have doubled really in the over the last uh the last few weeks. Uh, you know, we're not making progress anymore. Things are uh regressing. The governor to his credit is holding out uh to keep uh, schools open and uh maintaining this local option policy on masks which is really just a a mechanism for shifting responsibility to 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 local officials uh but uh, we're not making progress anymore and uh I'm not saying it's the governor's fault but we're <laughs> we're not making progress uh and uh I think certainly it's time to uh to audit what we're uh, we're doing i mean how uh, effective is our our policy of uh... you know stressing vaccinations and and masks i admired your courage a few minutes ago uh... in raising the issue of the neglect of therapies uh... Mm-hmm. you know there's lots of therapies out there you can't uh, mention some of them without uh... getting censored and blacklisted yeah. but uh... if you were in another country you could mention them but you can't mention them here and i agree with you about the influence of the pharmaceutical uh... uh industry uh... but in any case uh... You know, the governor had a little misstep the other day when he announced the arrival of the test that didn't show up. And, uh, you know, I know <laughs> that people are eager to to make that a big deal. I don't think it was a big deal at, uh, at all. Things like that uh, that happened. But I think he can be faulted for diverting so many of these tests uh, really into, into private hands. Uh, you know, I think if you come down with uh, COVID or COVID-like symptoms, you can probably tell you're sick and then uh try to get a test from a hospital or or a doctor but most of these tests should be reserved for uh you know schools and uh and nursing homes and hospitals and other official uh purposes uh you know essential essential workers distributing them to people who aren't sick uh doesn't make much sense anyway i, I think the public mood is is souring again. You know, murders yeah. are out of control in New Haven and sure. the cities. And, well, it's
2: because uh, we need to defund more police, Chris. Yeah, well, <laughs> Come on, I don't think you the understand? I'm to forget that if one very soon. If you defund the police, you'll have a safer country.
3: Yeah, well, you know, society is disintegrating, and it was disintegrating before the sure. epidemic, and the sure. epidemic is just. Uh, just speeding it up and and anyway uh you know is the <clears throat> the epidemic I think is no longer the governor's political uh advantage and uh you know he can be criticized uh for things and maybe he will be criticized for things and maybe uh, he'll just be groused about and nobody will have any constructive criticism at all but uh if um, if I were him, I think I'd uh, wish that we could go on to other things and and take well, the I'm, epidemic out of politics.
2: Well, don't you think, Chris? We're talking Chris Paul, Journal require Don't you think that's why he's doing this extra two hundred uh, thousand people getting this tax credit thing that he didn't go to legislature for?
3: Yeah, do I don't think that's uh, really very helpful to him. Now, will look. I mean, just days after he announced that he was going to give the earned income tax credit people a bonus of seventy five million dollars. Yeah. The hospitals started complaining that they're short of uh, of, of medicines against uh, the virus. They started complaining that they're they're filling up. They don't have sta- space or, or, or staff. Well, mm-hmm. uh, couldn't that 75 million have been spent more relevant to yes. the epidemic uh, by putting it into hospitals and staff and, and medicines instead mm-hmm. of a you know a, a raise for you know people who you know, are already getting uh, money from the government?
2: Well, again, I, I, I don't know how uh, – is it because of emergency powers or how it's worded? But this seems to me like if you're going to give away that kind of money to that that many people, you ought to be get, getting legislature approval for that. There well some oversight. It, it, of course, it, our it, legislature has abdicated all role of control here and given it over to the governor. So they don't you know, as, as
3: a moral or principal matter, I, I think you're right. I did ask the governor's office about this. What was mm-hmm. the statutory authority for distributing that $75 million uh, on, on the governor's mere uh, say so, and uh, mm-hmm. the answer was that the uh, federal uh, epidemic emergency aid law authorized uh, state administrations to uh, to distribute uh, some of that money uh, arbitrarily uh, to reimburse epidemic expenses that had not been reimbursed. Well, I, I don't think that really applied here, because Connecticut had been paying its earned income tax credits uh, all along. Nobody had been deprived what, of, of what uh, of what he was entitled to, uh, yeah. under the, uh, the credit law, um, I, I think that was a bit of a contrivance by, uh, by, by the governor. Uh, in any case, uh, <laughs> if he could choose to, uh, to pass it out to, uh, a constituency of, uh, his political party, he could have ch- chosen to, uh, to put it into, uh, into medicine. And yeah. if the hospitals are short of medicine and they're short of staff and they're short of, uh, they're short of, uh, beds, uh, well, you know, that, uh, supporting them there would have done more to uh, control the epidemic than, you know, passing out some patronage to some politically connected people.
2: Are are you surprised at all Chris that the, the, just the average citizen isn't isn't more attuned to to the what's been going on for the last 2 years? I mean, I remember, I'm sure you do, 2 weeks to flatten the curve, right? And then it was don't wear masks and then it was wear three masks. And then if you want a normal life, get vaccinated. And everything they're telling us is proving false cuz now I saw, I read this morning in in many hospitals 40% of the people that are 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 reinfected are are people that are fully vaccinated.
3: Well as of this week uh I think it was yesterday I think the uh breakthrough cases in the hospitals are up to 32% which I think is extraordinary. I I pursued that a little more the other mm-hmm. day uh, with the governor's office and
0: <clears throat>
3: excuse me um uh, uh, they were again very helpful and directed me to uh, statistics on the uh, the uh, bigger uh, epidemic data internet site and uh, the number of breakthrough cases or the percentage of breakthrough cases in the state is recorded as only 2.3% but the figure that really uh, impressed me there was that there were uh, i think almost 60,000 cases in Connecticut Altogether, that have been identified as, as breakthrough cases. So, uh, you know, the vaccines uh, are, are, you know, quite quite on the leaky side, especially now insofar as they keep telling us, you know, more and more boosters and to get boosters closer together. Uh, I think just yesterday the uh, CDC and the FDA uh, shortened uh, by a month the. Uh, uh, the time for uh, a booster of the uh, the pfizer shot um, uh, you know the, we're we 're learning from these vaccines they are not first they 're not really vaccines they 're therapies secondly right. uh uh they 're really still experimental we We keep finding uh side effects uh, from them they have uh enormous number of uh adverse uh reactions, not all of them are fatal but uh you know, some of them are pretty damn uh, inc- inconvenient. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah uh, Even
3: Dr. Fauci himself last month co-authored an article in the New England Journal of Medicine in which he acknowledged the uh, the deficiencies of uh, the vaccines <clears throat> for uh, COVID-19 and said we need a universal cor- coronavirus uh, vaccine. Uh, he, he acknowledged there's a lot of breakthrough uh, cases. Uh, universal. And, uh, he, he acknowledged I mean, that the... Uh, the frequent boosters are uh, are not are not a good feature. Uh, you know, you cannot. The the guy in the British government uh, who's head of the British government committee on immunizations uh, gave an interview to the London Telegraph uh, two days ago, yeah. saying uh, that all the boostering should be stopped because uh, we we can't afford it and it's not sustainable. Uh, you know, we, he said we 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 can't be revaccinating the world every four or five months, right, and he's right, absolutely right. 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 We're prosperous Andrew, here in Andrew Connecticut. Pollard. Maybe we think this is this is great, but uh, you know, you can't do it in Guatemala or India or anywhere else. We need therapies.
2: That was Andrew Pollard, who actually was one of the apparently one of the originators or creators of the AstraZeneca virus, uh COVID nineteen. Yes, shot. that's right. And he said you can't you can't you can't booster the world every six months. Yeah, it's, impossible. it's You just months, can't do it.
3: four months now.
2: So, I mean, what, you know, and, and then... Well, we booster
3: Hartford and New Haven and Bridgeport every four months. We, it was right. a great struggle to get people there vaccinated even once. You think you're going to booster everybody in Hartford, New Haven and Bridgeport and other poor places every four months? It's not going to work
2: and then you're going to have problems with immunity saturation immunity failure your immune system is not going to respond like that, like constantly getting out then we don't know what all this injection is going to do to people long term if we're doing it every 4 5 6 months i mean there's so many unanswered questions here and our government we see it from other governments, we see it from Israel, we see it now from India, we've seen it from Africa. Other governments are doing studies on natural immunity and apparently finding that they're they're, they're more robust in many cases than than vaccine immunity. But yeah, our our government spending sixty three billion dollars a year between between C D C and Fauci's organization and NIH. We don't even we don't even do a study on it yet. We don't even want to address Natural well,
3: immunity. It, it, in it, everybody country. in the United States who who mentions the antiviral properties of ivermectin is immediately labeled a kook well, you're a Trumpian, uh, and blacklisted right? <laughs> and, and censored and taken off YouTube and, and Twitter. Yes. But there are a whole bunch of studies. There's one a few weeks ago from Sheba Medical Center in Israel that showed that ivermectin is is both a preventive and a therapy against COVID-19. There's other other studies like that. But geez, if you acknowledge mm. them on this side of the atlantic i mean sorry uh, you're an unperson
2: well again and i think it's all driven by greed these guys don't want drugs like the uh the fact that some of these drugs are super super cheap they've been out there for years they've been being used already and they've been approved by, and for other applications other purposes well the, the pharmaceuticals hate that because they can't make the kind of money on it i mean every they love this stuff every time fauci opens his mouth we got to mix up a new batch it costs the government 10 billion dollars
3: Yeah, well, I I think we have to audit our epidemic policies. What is working? What is not working? Look, Connecticut is like nearly 90% fully vaccinated or, you know, nearly fully vaccinated. We've been wearing masks and double masks for a long time. Everybody has gone back to, nearly everybody has gone back to wearing masks and in stores now in spite of the governor's not wanting to uh, to issue an order on it right. and it's not working no, no so you know can't can't we examine this
2: hey i, I mean my daughter uh, my daughter just called in oddly enough for she, she's a nurse at a school in new york city and uh, a very a very uh prestigious private school in new york city their kids are 100 percent vaccinated everybody's vaccinated and yet they're getting they're getting cases constantly, constantly, constantly new cases. So if, if the vaccine was the, I mean, we don't even have you say a universal vaccine. We don't have a universal flu vaccine. We know that the flu vaccine isn't one hundred percent because why? Because because these things mutate. That's what they do. That's yeah, And listen, just, the, va-
3: <clears throat> the COVID nineteen vaccines are suspected by some professional, credential people of encouraging the mutations. Yeah.
2: Yes. Well, I mean, the study that just came out of India, uh, and, and India took it hard. They got a lot of data because they had millions of people who had COVID. They were able to watch all this stuff. The study out of India was absolutely clear that natural immunity was up to 30 times more effective than any vaccine that we've got.
3: Well, to, and and the, particularly uh, against... In India, Uttar Pradesh was one. I forget the other one. Uh, they cut the uh, epidemic way down by uh, the uh, universal distribution of ivermectin.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I and I know personally, Chris. We're talking with Chris Powell from General Core. I know personally. I was there. I visited him in the hospital. One of my friends came down with COVID, and he's he's one of these classics. He has underlying other health care comorbidities. He's the guy you check offices doesn't make it. And he said to me in the hospital when he first went in and his oxygen stats were dropping, it didn't matter how much oxygen they put him on. He said, I don't want to go on a vent. Do not, I don't want to go on a ventilator. And so they, they, he had, he had pneumonia, but that was, that was it. No other secondary infections. And so they got him on, on steroids and they started using the, the therapeutic drugs. And in two weeks, Chris, in two weeks, he left the hospital with no oxygen and no need for rehab in two weeks. When they yeah, on the the, verge the uh, on
3: a ventilator. ventilators are a death sentence, and I, I think they were used so much at the beginning because medicine, understandably, uh, didn't know really what the uh, the uh, disease was about. Uh, you know, they, they they thought it was a respiratory disease when it was a blood right. disease, uh, and they put people on uh, ventilators, and you know, most people on ventilators uh, died. But when they started giving them, uh, you know, therapies which were you know already at hand for the most part, uh, then they then they had some success.
2: Well, and I don't know about you Chris, but honestly, I would really I would feel better if if I just be just be straight with me. Government, medical people, just tell me we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. We're doing our best. We just don't understand it. Instead of coming out with these edicts every other day, like like the, the absolute truth, well, this, you have to do this, you have to do this, and and now we're not going to do this. And uh, I mean, it was a 14-day quarantine. Then it was 10, it was 5, and now some people are, well, that can't be science. Wait a minute. I thought all our decisions were made by science, but now you don't like the 5-day because you think it's a business decision,
3: right? Yeah, well, they're always changing the goalposts, and that uh, destroys confidence.
2: Yeah, and I think that's why people are upset. I think that's why people are frustrated. This just why I'm frustrated. Because who do you talk to? Who do you get a straight answer from? That's the problem. Well, listen, it is a pleasure, sir, to have you back on the program. I hope that you'll you'll uh, re- respond to our regular calls, and we can make this a thing again. Yeah, you got uh, my number,
3: well.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, Chris Powell. Thank you so much for managing Editor of Journal Inquirer. Appreciate your your uh, coming on, and, and great to talk again. Thank you, Chris.
3: Great to have you back. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: All right, um, yeah, so 800-966-9842, 860 uh, 522 We've got, gosh, a half an hour left. This, this new format, I mean, the two hours just screams by. You guys are awesome. Appreciate the calls so much. We're going to have Jazz Shaw, and I'll try to get see a couple calls out there. We're going to take a couple calls before we take Jazz. But Jazz Shaw at uh, 1037. And uh, another favorite of the show, we'll get him back as a regular. And a lot of you guys like hear, hearing from Jazz. And um, yeah, so we'll be back. We're gonna uh, take some break news, and then we'll take up calls. Jazz Shaw, a lot to talk about in the remaining half hour of the Will Marotti Show. All right, welcome back. It's uh, it's ten forty. I'll tell you this this uh format, man, this show screams by it's It's amazing how quickly things go. You guys have been great today with the call support. Thank you so very much uh it is It is so much fun to get to talk with you and hear your thought and your take on things and as again it's a caller driven show, so we try to take as many calls as we possibly can and today's been of a reunion day. We had Chris Powell on earlier, the former managing editor of the journal inquirer He was a real regular, a good friend of the show and and uh, an, another another uh, reunion here of sorts, the weekend editor of HotAir.com, uh, the one, the only, Jazz Shaw. Hey, Jazz.
1: Brother Will, welcome back, my friend.
2: Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's good to be back. I, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad to get you back in the mix. It's always fun. Um, let's just jump into some stuff going on here. It seems as though, correct me if I'm wrong, that maybe the narrative is starting to change a little bit in terms of COVID, we had a story uh, a couple of days ago that one of the creators of uh, the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine said, you know, we, we can't vaccinate the planet every six months. You know, so all these booster shots, I mean, you know, they're questioning how can we do this? And then you you mentioned an article that that was uh, out in uh, the Atlantic, and it was pretty cool about wasting, uh, well, they were it was complaining about stop wasting a test. What, what was that all about?
1: yeah it's uh simple math it was remarkable coming from the atlantic because they've run more gloom and doom and uh, you know fear porn about the pandemic than almost anybody and then out of nowhere they turned around and published a uh essay from this uh virologist and he's like are you kidding me go stop trying to test everybody we don't have that many tests yeah. you know and uh he just I don't, he's just sitting there making common sense he goes yeah you're going to find a lot more you know people if you test every soul on the planet every five minutes you know but really we should be focusing the test on the most vulnerable population you know yeah. and maybe save some of the tests for them you know and for god's sakes don't go if you're young and healthy and and vaccinated don't go stockpiling them in your house you know, because you know that's not going to help anybody. Well, if
2: it's not so, test, it's toilet paper, right? We're, we're not, pretty we, much we tend to stop. You know, things, I guess. Um,
1: and but, and how often do, how often do we have to get boosters? We've had a couple articles on that on our site. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's you know once once you've had your two initial shots and maybe six months go by, you get another one. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been particularly as I get older, I, I generally get a flu shot every sure. year. Yeah. But it's every year. Right. It's and six there's been a couple yeah. times I've skipped a year and haven't really noticed it. You know, how much better are our are, are flu vaccines than these vaccines? Because I, I don't remember anybody ever telling me I should come in like every five months and get a flu shot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No. I, and like you, I've had them and I've skipped them some years and, and been fine. You know, so I think COVID is going to be with us. I think it's the new flu. You know, I think I think we have flu every year. We are gonna have COVID every year. But the history of these viruses is that as they mutate, they mutate to lesser, you know, less virulent forms. And so I don't see any reason why COVID won't do that. And, and Omicron obviously is like that. Symptoms are way less debilitating, uh, more contagious, okay. But, you know, I, I don't know why, and I asked a, a, an earlier guest this, I don't know why there's been such a complete blackout in terms of US media and, and medical people. About natural immunity, we see studies coming out of Israel. We seen studies coming out of out of Africa recently, out of India. All these studies say the same thing: natural immunity is robust and and more more resistant than than vaccine immunity. But yeah, over here, if you even start talking about it, you're labeled a kook.
1: Yeah, you're you're peddling uh, false news or fake news or something like that. Yeah, no, I I don't understand that either. Um, there, there were some more serious people earlier on before this became part of the narrative who were saying, you know, we, we should definitely be tracking and monitoring natural immunity because, you know, it, it it was looking really good. They didn't know how long would last, granted. But uh, that, that same guy came out and said, you know, and, and both is not both is probably pretty good too. You know, if you have it, nice. and I think you're one of those people, yeah, right? I'm, I've got if you hybrid have it immunity, and get yes. natural immunity, mm-hmm. and then go get a vaccine. Then you're basically Superman. You know, that's
2: how I feel. I feel bulletproof when it comes to COVID. I don't, I don't have any any anxiety about it. I don't, you know, I, I, maybe I'm naive. I don't know, but I, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm pretty protected.
1: Yeah, and mostly it, it, it really is just panic-driven. They've uh, The government, at least here in New York, I don't know how it is everywhere else, but the state government here are, runs constant ads about vaccinations. And the latest ones they've been running are all uh, like three different actors' voices saying things that you do hear people say. And the first one is, um, well, I've already had COVID, so I don't need a vaccine. And then they come in and try to shoot that down. Right. And right. then the next the next person says, uh, "Well, people who are vaccinated are are, are catching COVID, which, mm-hmm. which is true, by the way. <laughs> more and more of this. Well,
2: I read uh, a report yesterday. Forty one percent. This this said forty one percent of the current COVID cases are people who are fully vaccinated.
1: Oh yeah, it's no longer a. a an epidemic of, of the, unvaccinated, the unvaccinated, as Joe Biden likes to say. Somebody should tell the Joe last, that. The yes. last person says. You, you guys says, maybe want to add. contact
2: the White House.
1: Yeah. yeah. The, the last person says, um, I'm young and healthy, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to get very sick if I get this. And they go, well, you can still get very sick or give it to mm-hmm. someone else. And, and they're, they're just practicing running these talking points and yeah. running advertisements paid for by the state. And they're, they're running multiple times per day. I see them every day.
2: So here's here's what I, what do you think? What's the end game here? I mean, I is could is it possible that this is just just ball face greed by the pharmaceutical companies, and they won't talk about therapeutics, they won't allow other drugs to come into the market? Uh, what wh- why? What's the? It, it almost seems like I, again, I don't think it's a conspiracy, but it seems like they all are sharing the same talking points.
1: I I for one do not think that it's coming from the pharmaceutical companies because a bunch of them are all working on their own therapeutics even though the media doesn't like to talk about it and some of them have had uh, quite promising results you know Mm -hmm. in clinical testing and uh they they make money off that too and the government has money ready to give away but i think the real pressure is coming from the other side because the government is not offering all that free money for therapeutics they're offering it for vaccines And that's Mm. pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Right. And the government does not. I think it started when Trump recommended a therapeutic and because he said it, then everybody had to oppose it. And now it's just sort of become dogma on the left. It's like, well, only vaccines. And this push to make sure everybody's vaccinated every 15 minutes, you know, that's the only thing they're interested in. And so, yeah, I don't think you're going to see a lot of good press for the therapeutics, no matter how well they work.
2: So, I mean, I, I you know, and, and this is anecdotal. I don't have a study behind this, but a good friend of mine in the hospital has COVID. He's one of the guys you check off the box. He's not going to make it. Comorbidities, other issues. He's in the hospital. His sats are dropping. They're giving him oxygen. His sats are still dropping. They're talking about a ventilator. He tells me I'm actually got in the hospital. I had to flash my pastor card several times. I got in the hospital. I'm with him in his room. He says, I don't want to go on a ventilator. Don't do a ventilator. I don't want to go. Okay, fine. So he had pneumonia. They got him on steroids. They started using therapeutics. And I'm not kidding, Jazz. I want to tell you this. In two weeks, he's walking out of the hospital without oxygen and no recommendation for rehab. He's completely fine. He's home. He's absolutely as good as he was before. And this is a guy they were saying, oh, we're going to put you on a ventilator. And he knew the ventilator was a death sentence.
1: Can you imagine two yeah, weeks yeah i I hate to depress anybody, particularly families with people going through that, but for you know we already know that if if anybody catches this ninety nine point nine something percent of the people are gonna survive, yeah. and nearly that many aren't gonna have it that bad, but if you get to the point where they put you on the ventilator mm. and you can't even like take in normal liquid and stuff and anymore sure. you know yeah, I think that's pretty much it.
2: Well, I just uh, just so many so much misunderstanding about it. I would feel better if they just come out and say, the government medical folks, hey guys, we don't know what's going on here. We're doing the best we can. We really don't know what's going on. Instead of coming out with edict after edict after edict, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve, don't wear masks, wear three masks, get, get vaccinated, live a normal life, go with your family on Fourth of July. I mean, there's been so many false statements that have come out, right? I mean, and, and, and the, the restaurant and the plexiglass thing is the stupidest thing in the world, right? So COVID apparently is not smart enough to know that once you go in a restaurant and you take your mask off and you sit in a booth that has plexiglass on the other side, that the COVID cannot go around, under, or over the plexiglass. It stays, it residence, stays residence within the little space of your booth, right? So once you're in the restaurant in your in your plexiglass enclosed booth you're totally safe and you can't infect other people how dumb is that but people buy it like it's like it's like it's science
1: i was just up um at a medical center last week with my wife cuz she was having surgery and i went down to the uh the eating place and and this is one of those this medical center when you walk in we walked in wearing cloth masks we were immediately told to take them off and handed uh N95 yeah, surgical yeah, masks. Yeah. yeah and i was like um why why do i need Both of these, and she said the cloth masks aren't good enough. And I was like, okay, those are the rules. And my wife Mm -hmm. needed surgery, so that's what we did. And then I go down to the eatery, and they they got a sign up that says masks must be worn in line while getting food or placing orders. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And but then if you read (laughs) down underneath it, it's like while eating or drinking, you can remove your mask. I was like, okay. So, food and soda block COVID. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it's the same joke with the airline, right? There's nowhere in the world that air is is more clear, clean, and recirculated than on a plane, right? And so you can take your mask off when you're eating or drinking on the plane. I, I guess for some reason there's a there's a moratorium on on spreading. If 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 they're if they're doing cabin service, then COVID knows it can't spread because people take their masks off to eat. I mean, it's just so foolish.
1: But COVID is anyway. very polite that way.
2: Hey, let's let's shift gears for another. Uh, this uh, you you wrote this a couple days ago, and I couldn't believe. It. And I'm so grateful that we found out about all this before we named another bridge under after Cuomo. Um, Andrew Cuomo uh, charges against Cuomo being dropped. Not only the sexual assault charge, but the nursing home
1: charges are being dropped.
2: How, how does this guy get away with this stuff,
1: Jazz? Uh... You, you tell me and then we'll both know. Yeah. I mean, from all the press that we heard, probably worse press than even, you know, COVID press, mm-hmm. you know, Cuomo was on his way down. He was in trouble. They had all the accusers all lined up, everything. And then everything about the nursing homes, which was just an unmitigated disaster
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and long investigation on that. And, oh, by the way, he lied about it. And it was supposedly completely obvious that they had, you know, dirtied up the numbers to make things look better. Which I don't, I don't know if that's a crime or just really bad policy. I have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the the four major sexual assault ones got dropped a couple weeks ago, and uh, that was after they clawed back the idea they were going to take his, his his book his book money away, which has yeah, gone no, away. Heaven forbid. And then the uh, the nursing home thing, they released the report, and every time they say the same thing, and it looks like this was handled very badly, or you know we we disapprove or the accusations are credible <laughs> but we can't make our case in court so we're dropping it uh, and the very last one that was left was a charge a misdemeanor groping charge yeah, yeah. that he was supposed to be going to court for today or tomorrow oh. and like 3 days that was the last remaining one and then the district attorney in albany came out and said nope we find the we find the accuser completely credible we find the story totally believable but we can't meet the bar for delivering a uh, for you know hoping to get a guilty plea, so we are asking to have the charges dropped. And that he's was the, the last one. So he's probably off the hook. He's got nothing bending.
2: The, the bar is different if you're a Democrat Republican. All right, last question: Do you think they'll end up naming a
1: bridge after Andrew Cuomo? <laughs> you know, I I'd like to say no, but this is New York. Um, it, they, they might name one like the Andrew and Chris Cuomo uh, yeah, Memorial yeah, Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, you know, because we'll Chris is another, he's turning out to be another real oh, piece man. of work. What a, what a so, disaster.
2: Boy, I tell you, you got, got him in New York. You really do. I mean, we got some 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 fruitcakes here in Connecticut, but you you got some real real bats in in, the, in New
1: York. Well, we have a much larger fruitcake pool to draw from. Yes. You know, I think it's just the population, and you don't have as many opportunities. Right,
2: right. More more swings at the plate. You get more hits. Hey, uh, Jazz Shaw, Weekend at yeah. our Hot account. I hope that you'll come back. Can I count you on as a, as a returning regular
1: again? If you're back yeah. regular, I'm back regular.
2: We, we, want, we want to play more with you, so thank you. Jazz, thanks so much. Appreciate yeah. you coming on. All right, listen, we'll take a quick break, and then uh, we'll be back for a couple minutes. Maybe we'll, Hopefully we'll have a, t- a couple minutes talk with Tom Shattuck and see what Tom's going to pl- talk about today. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This amazing. This show, uh, is, we're winding <laughs> winding down the Wilmerotti show. This is uh, amazing. This format just goes by so quickly with the two hours. You guys are great today. The call support was phenomenal. And uh, thank you so, so much for calling. And um, it is wonderful, Matt. Great job today. Thank you. And uh, Tom Shaddix to be coming up in a few minutes. I'm not sure what Tom...
0: Is going to be talking
2: about, but maybe we can get a, an update from Tom. Tom, are you out there, now?
0: I am here, absolutely, and we are talking about. Well, there's so much to talk about, but um, um, among other things, this uh, this secret photograph of Pastor Will of mm-hmm. of the uh, test kits that were uh, we were told that was in uh, Governor Lamont's hands, that was yeah, in Manisha's hands. Well, we saw hands. pictures, sure. It's right there, photographic evidence. You oh, know, it seems pictures. like something uh, natural to pass on to the press as well. I, I, I haven't seen that picture in any websites or any newspapers. So, so it's, is, is it now? Is it out that the the whole picture story is fabricated? Yes. Wasn't true. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They called his uh, uh, Lamont's recollection a uh, muddy or something. Somebody in the yeah. in the administration. Muddy, uh, yeah. I mean, the, if you had a picture, you don't have a picture. What's muddy about it? I mean, <laughs> well, what, Manisha what you, was very un- front front and center to the press, saying we saw pictures on the plane. So pictures. if they're willing to. L- Lie about that, construct a uh, an image that didn't uh, wasn't real about that. Yeah. Then, what else well, you what's the limit? Fabricate. Yeah, it, it certainly is a total fabrication. Oh man.
2: Well, you know, you know what's good. I, I was just talking with Jess Shaw about this. Um, it seems like the whole narrative is really starting to change. We have one of the originators of the AstraZeneca uh, virus questioned. This says he's being interviewed by the the uh, the, the UK paper, Telegram. Uh, two days ago, he said, "You know, what are we supposed to do? Can't vac- vaccinate the planet every six mm-hmm. months. I mean, the, right? Yep. Then you've got then you've got somebody else, and this appeared in the Atlantic, a, a, a real bastion of conservative thinking, uh, saying, you know, you we, we, we can't test everybody. We, you can't do it. You're wasting tests.' So I think I think the wheels are
0: slowly coming off of this thing." Agree totally. And Chris Silesa from CNN. Mm-hmm. You know, what's happening is they're now getting it. It's the media is getting COVID and they think they did everything <laughs> right. So it's no longer a judge on your uh, your moral yeah. Uh, value. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I, I've got two articles, one hospital in Houston and another hospital in Florida. Forty one percent of the people have gotten COVID are fully vaccinated people. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, this is not a an epidemic of the unvaccinated, uh, regardless of what we call hear. Joe and let him right, know
0: that. exactly. Right. Well, twenty twenty is going to be a good year. He yeah. tells us, Pastor Will.
2: Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, listen. <laughs> uh, have a great show. Always a wonder, Always a pleasure to talk with you. And, and keep it up. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow